Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. And we are back in Ephesians today. Ephesians 5, verse 25. And I know you've been waiting, and so have we. (laughs) So patiently. So eager, ready to go. All right. So I'll go ahead and read here. I think we'll just read till uh, 27. Stop there. And then... uh, We'll just uh, good plan. Wrap Get a it whole sentence in. That's right. So, verse twenty-five: Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her, so that He might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, that He might present to Himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle. Or any such thing, but that she would have, she would be holy and blameless. This ends the reading. So we have some Old Testament imagery in verses twenty six and twenty seven. You know, yes. Um, we have some some Exodus kind of talk. You know, mm-hmm. some Leviticus talk and um, um, sacrificing on the altars type talk. Um, so we have, um, in verse 26, just speaking of a few, um, to sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing of the water with the word, um, by the washing of the water, so to make her clean. Um, this also represents um, being baptized, you know, baptizing her, sanctifying mm-hmm. her. Um, also, we have to present to himself the church, which is her, and all her glory, um, speaking of the coming of her glory, you know, uh, as the marriage um, in Matthew is being, um, is taking part, um, and having no spot or wrinkle. This is going back to um, the sacrificial offering of either a lamb or um, they're not to have any stripes or spots or any type of defects. They're supposed to be perfect. The best. Um, yes, the best of the best but that she would be holy and blameless within your sight. So we have this this imagery, some parallelism um, going on here. We also have um, some references and of the church and the wise being compared that, you know, so, and we have the husbands and Christ being compared as well. And so let's just start off here. So in verse 25, Lee, um, husbands, 
Love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself up for her. Right. Now, when you read this, what is what is your first takeaway? Well, the, the, the Old Testament sacrificial language is definitely a good point because we see that... Uh, we see that pretty clearly here, um, but it, but this is using the the self sacrifice of Christ as an example um, to to fuel uh, the marriage relationship. Exactly, and it, and it's supposed to be out of love, so it's not you know out of some other reason, even just out of a sense of of plain duty. Um, this sacrifice must come from love uh, for the wife. You, you, but you know what I mean. It's not. It's not uh, just. You know, I'm doing this because I have to, because this is what's expected. But it's it's doing the right thing for the right reason. Uh, husbands right. are supposed to love their wives. Wives are supposed to love their husbands. And we have the the greatest example of ultimate love in Christ for the church, uh, in that he loved the, the church so much that he he gave his own life to present her uh, pure and, and holy and blameless. You know, he covered the church with Ex- his exact- own righteousness. Right, right. And so, and why was he, why was, he, here's, here's, a, here's a good, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, so why is, why is Christ trying to um, sacrifice himself in order to present the church, okay, um, the wife, uh, the bridegroom, why is he trying to present her blameless, and who is he trying to present her blameless to? Right. Well, th- th- she can't make herself blameless anyway, because we, if we go through all the examples, it, imagine, uh, let's remember all the times in the Old Testament where, um, where Yahweh tells Israel that in their idolatry, when they've either gone off and they've married foreign wives or they've begun worshiping other gods, that they have committed adultery. Um, their, their worship was adulterous worship because they had uh, abandoned the covenant that, uh, that God had made with them as a, as a husband to a wife, uh, and that, that used, is used explicitly over and over in the Old Testament. Exactly. So, so Christ is making her holy, by imputing his righteousness to her, and so he presents the church before the Father to say, you know, this is the people that that you've prepared uh, to bear my name, you know, as to, to fully engage in that covenantal relationship uh, that has always been the plan of God to to make a to to bring a people for His own possession to glory. Why was it that Christ had to come? And sacrifice in order to you restore the unity or the image of her of her her image to present her to be blameless and holy. What are you talking in front about? Of the are you Father. talking about original sin? Yes, I'm. I'm talking. I'm. I'm. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of why this had to happen. So we go back to the fall of Adam and Eve, um, how they distorted, or they they uh, they broke the bond of what we had in the very beginning. Um, so we were we were separated. The bride, the bride of God, was separated from from God in His holy dwelling place, and He was. So the the image 
of so the image of God, the Imago get Imago Day, um, which is the image that was broken, right? It was marred. We we still we still have the Imago Day in us, even though we live in sin. But but definitely been. It's Severed. not the true expression yeah. of God's of God's nature because we because we're fallen in sin. Right, right, and and so Christ, in order in order for this to happen, in order for Him to, um, what He's saying is, husbands love your wives as Christ also loved the church, and He gave Himself up for her. Christ gave Himself up, not only in the sense of His His life, right? He he stepped he stepped away from his throne he stepped away from um up on high right he stepped away from he didn't he didn't need to step down right he didn't have to but it was part Christ, of the covenant of redemption that he would right that he would he be the would. mediator and he he already, before the foundation of the world was set he already decided I will give my life up for these, for my my bride, right. because I know that she is fallen and strayed and is become an adulteress. You know, and, and that happened um, before Adam and Eve even existed. This, this is before the world existed. Exactly, and so so he um, he came to live, and we we've talked about this before in, in previous episodes. He lived among the fallen in the flesh, and he was faced with the same trials and sinful um, temptations. Temptations that that mankind is faced with today, and yet he lived a perfect life in order to bring this to fruition. Right, so he he came to redeem, which is something no husband can do. Only right, which can. is exactly, exactly, and this is this is why Paul is implicating husbands. You are to, you are to imitate what Christ has done for for His bride, which is you, and you are to be sacrificial to your wife. You know, give so far up as you can as as a sinful. Yeah, and, exactly, and to give up your your lustful desires, your your sinful nature, give up. Um, your pride, give up your anything that makes you the fallen man that you are, you are to give up and show your show your wife the love of Christ, you know and and Christ exemplifies that role. I mean he 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 nails it with a T. Um, I have this written down in my Bible, and I mean, it's it's terrible that I can't read my own writing. Um, he suffered the sinful punishment that was meant for for the church, right? It was meant. It was meant for yeah, our, the peop- our just punishment for the sins that we it was, committed. Exactly, and he took it all, like everything. Um, so, so say, so let's we, let's, but, let's give some. So, as a husband, you have to do that. On, but on a obviously on a significantly lesser level, you you're not going to right. carry the sins of your wife. She's still absolutely to God not for those. But you are to pray for your wife. Right. You are to be in worship with your wife. You are to be at the battlefront of sin 
for your wife and your marriage. You've right? got to be kind of a, 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 a sort of mediator for your family. You need to show them what is actually protecting them. It's not you. It is the power, the mercy, and the grace of God that has been bestowed upon you through God's word that you are even able to withstand the upcoming forces that the word of God and the Holy Spirit repel. You know, you are showing them the, the power of, of Christ and the word of God against the world. That's why family, again, we come right, we, I don't know how we end up back here every time, but family worship is so important. It is so important. And I, I, well, I'm telling I, you, husband. I'm glad you mentioned the family worship because I was going to ask, you know, since we're going through this and we've talked about how, okay, so the, the husband is to obviously to imitate Christ just like any Christian. But so when it says in the next verse here, as as Christ sanctifies her, you know, Christ sanctifies the church, in what way, even in in terms of his relationship as a husband, how does a husband sanctify his wife? And and I think Paul lays it out here, right here. He by the washing of the water, which he is a witness to in her baptism, and with the word. I mean, it's it's you are to be in the word with your wife, day in day out. You're to be in the the constant prayer, worship, reading of the word discussion of the word i mean it is it is imperative this <laughs> what is those uh imperatives and um indicatives indicatives yeah well this is an imperative and an indicative <laughs> right so well, in in the word is the is the water that she's washed with as well yes it's not, yes it's not washing washing it's, of water it's not just with the it's just not just baptism you're you're washing her with with scripture. You're washing her with um, the it's, cleansing words of Christ. You know, it's reminiscent um, of since we were talking about the Old Testament before. before it's reminiscent of the um, the ritual bath yeah. called the mikvah. That yeah, yeah, done yeah, in the yeah. Old Testament where those who were ritually unclean the, could not enter the temple until they were clean. But you could go to this ritual ritual bath and and soak in there for a while and you would become clean again and so i i can see a, a, a clear parallel here with again back to family worship if if the father is is properly um applying the word to his family encouraging them by the word correcting rebuking if necessary and training in righteousness in the home uh as as the word is good for obviously then uh they are going to be uh, more and more growing in sanctification if they're if they're absolutely believers. so for, absolutely. for believing children and a believing wife that the time, shema that time right the, exactly that's what we talked about um in the youth ministry episode last time if, yeah if we're spending yeah. that time in the word together as a family we're we're using the word properly the way that it's meant to to wash ourselves um to to be more and more conformed to the image of christ and that only Absolutely. that only occurs when we're when we're interacting with the word. Boom. Amen. Bam. Hey Mike. Amen. Praise God. All right. Anyways, now we're on to twenty seven. That he might present to himself the church 
in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. And we've covered this a little bit here and there throughout this episode. Um, But he is presenting to, he might present to himself the church. Now, Now he is, this is interesting that he says this, that he might present to himself to himself. Mm-hmm. Why well, why would he say why would he say this? Why would he say he is to present to himself? Well, cuz cuz Yahweh is Trinity. Exactly. So, okay. All right. Here we go. Cuz cuz Christ Christ is the head of the church, right? So he he's ooh, the husband, ooh. he's the bridegroom. Preach to me. The church is the <laughs> uh, sure I will. Oh. Oh, <laughs> the church, talk the to church me. church is the bride. He presents her before the Father, before the throne, to say, you know, that this is the people that that you've prepared for me. We're we're united Absolutely. now, uh, covered by the blood of my cross, and the Holy Spirit applies the grace of our relationship with Christ to us as we as we and he sets um, at the right work hand. out our salvation with fear and trembling yeah. in yeah. Christ at the right oh, hand of the Father. Amen. Boom. Yeah, it's a trini- oh, uh, it's a trinitarian relationship. Oh man. Oh man, yeah. just some, look, folks. I mean, it's all here. You just got to dig. Just and I mean, I'm telling you, we didn't even. And work you that can hard. literally. We really haven't really worked that hard at this. And uh, it's just. But right I mean, there. you d- dig with yeah, your little pinky nail, and it and it pops yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> it, and I mean, it's it's crazy the things that we, when we're so, I'm bad at this, just like everybody else. Like when I'm doing my, my daily Bible readings, like, like sometimes, sometimes I get in the habit. I'm just reading to, to read, complete, to complete it, you know? And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be behind if I don't, you know, I've been guilty my year, you know what I mean? And then uh, I, I, I overlook this and I go, and then I come back when I'm actually doing how I'm supposed to read it and Mm -hmm. read it meditate on it yeah pray about it read it again meditate on it i am so it. bad at meditating i'm so oh. bad at it because i've had I, to I'm slow like my death i, I want to read it and i, I want to get through it maybe i want to get a little kernel of something out of it i can take with me today but i but right it's, it takes so much energy to sit down and actually think through to to consider the context of a passage consider the original intent by the author do do all these things that are necessary for understanding what's going on and and make application that is not easy it takes work it's not it takes self-discipline and i'm telling you that 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 falls into your spiritual discipline it's as hard as prayer Um, (laughs) oh man some i tell you what it's like i gotta flog myself just to i'm like why are you not praying? What is going on? And I'll have to set that. I mean, I'm one of those. I talk to myself a lot. So, uh, like me and myself, lot. we have a lot of conversations throughout <laughs> the day, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I've trained myself to do this. And so, like, I will read sections of scripture in the mornings, and I won't read another dime. And then when it gets to about my lunchtime at break you know at work mm-hmm. i'll read that same same section mm. and i won't i won't read it anymore and i uh, when i get home 
I'll read that same section. Wow. And throughout 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 my day, I sat there and I I I go, "All right, what what is the, the author trying to say here?" You know, and it's not mm-hmm. a big section. It's enough to where I can remember the paragraph or the quick um let's say 10 10 verses um where I'm sitting there going, "Okay. So what words stood out to me?" Mm-hmm. Um or what what was the main premise within verse one or verse four? Where was a proverb pulled out of? You know, and I, I mean, I just start to dig, dig, and dig throughout my day. And I come back to it, I'll read it, and I look at it, and I go, okay, so over the past couple hours that I've been sitting here just in my mind, you know, and talking to myself about it, what did I, what have I pulled out? that I I didn't catch the first time. And then I'll read it and I'll go back and do it all over again. And I mean that's it, a great way it to has do become it, a process. You t- talk about um, washing yourself with the word. You're just pouring the same water over yourself over and over and over again in that in that scenario and you're getting as much hydration it, to carry out the metaphor as much hydration as possible. You're you're using every last drop of that water to wash yourself with. Yeah, and I mean, it's been so. Look, look, people, I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm telling you, I I miss days. No, you're not. I miss, you know, I miss. Sometimes I miss weeks, you know. And I'm like, oh no, and because I mean, life. You get busy. You get busy. And I, I mean, I I carry my Bible everywhere I go. Literally, you can ask anybody. It doesn't. There's nowhere my Bible doesn't go, and. Sometimes I carry it, and sometimes I'm so busy it never comes out. And trust me, I'm just as guilty as anybody here. Um, but when I get home, it's time. Like it's before, before I even visit with my family, like it's me and God. Like, hey, this is this is my cool down. Like me and me and God, we need to chit chat about today you know and that's, then I'll and that's go for and, the good of your family not only your own soul yeah. your own relationship with god but that's good for your family too and i and i think they they have benefited from it and at first it was weird to them you know and but i'll tell you i've been in ecclesiastes for over two years now wow and it has been daunting that's some and dark people stuff are probably like you've been You've been in Ecclesiastes for two years, and then I tell him, "Yes, yes, I have been in Ecclesiastes for two years." Have you read any other books of the Bible? Well, yes, I read other books of the Bible, but my main um, devotional time is geared in Ecclesiastes only. And I mean, which I, is a good book, and in, in the Word promises that. All of Scripture is God breathed and, and useful, like like I mentioned earlier. So yes, and I don't, I don't. There's nothing wrong. No, with that. Just I don't know why it's a, it's a specific book about. that I've been in. Yeah, and it's just a book that people like overlook and they read through. And I mean, we go on about our day. And John MacArthur, um, he he was in Mark for nearly seven years. I think seven that's right. years. Yeah, seven or eight years. Um. 
just in the book of Mark. That's a short gospel. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, if you look at, and I mean, I've been writing and it's almost become like a commentary, you know, and it's been kind of like, I'm kind of enjoying it now. I'm like, wow, I'm actually going verse by verse and I'm filling up a journal with it. And it's, I mean, yeah. And I, I buy books strictly on ecclesiastes i buy books on wisdom literature and um the proverbs and how they relate and i mean it's 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 been it's been fruitful definitely yeah very very my mindset to certain things has definitely broadened you know and i would i would say spiritually i am i can tell a difference you you know Mm -hmm. which is but it's just it's more of understanding of where the author was writing and how he was writing i I have a similar experience but maybe not maybe not quite the same length of course but um you know i've I've been involved in uh, the bible quizzing league in our area for several quite a few years and uh this year we studied um the gospel of mark that was our year's material so from january through to just a couple weeks ago it was pretty much all mark all the time for me and it had it had been quite a while since i'd spent time in mark um studying and um that there's something to be said about spending a considerable amount of time in one book especially one as short as Mark, where you're just rolling it over, over and over and over again, um, yeah. running, running through it passage by passage. That You just chew it up, and I, it's like cud. Stuff so still jumps cat. out at you, you know? Yeah, I've, I've been so reading the Bible weird. for, you know, 20 years <laughs> at this point, <laughs> and there's, there's still new things I'm learning, and I'm far from having mastery, but... Oh, the, yeah, by far. And I, and yeah, I, I'd I despair say. to ever achieve mastery over the Bible. I'm not sure that you can, but um, but definitely, as far as on the devotional side, <laughs> Calvin. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyways. Yeah, Calvin's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> but there really is something to be said about spending long time in in one book, returning to it over and over and over again, and trying to see what you have not seen before. Yeah, it it just blows my mind. It's so good. I, yeah, by far, uh, am I a, a scripture scholar of any sense, or you know, a master of scholar and Bible? Like right. very, dude. People put me to shame, and there's, I I respect um, running across. I I actually enjoy um, running into people within the church who are more biblically grounded than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just in awe. Like yeah. and I'm like, I love you. Like Well it, give me a hug. To return to what we had <laughs> we talked about previously in Ephesians, that's why it's so important to have the older the older men teaching and encouraging the younger men the same with the older women teaching and encouraging the the younger women absolutely absolutely all the generations need to be together at church and again that probably that that has some some loop back value uh, into the youth ministry series too but we're not it's not good if we break the church up by age group because i've learned i've learned so much from 
you know, the, the, the elder men, even if they're not formal elders in the church, older men in the church with so much more, not only life experience, but much more time in the Bible uh, than I've had the opportunity to have. That's, that's a, a benefit that you can't get without being part of the local church. Right. There's so much value. Did not, I, I, I aspire to just, I, when I look at men who look, I, I look at their Bible and I mean, you can just see, see the trials that that, that Bible has underwent with that, mm-hmm. that saint, you know, and I, I look at them and they look like they could withstand any storm just simply because of how grounded and rooted they are in the word. And I'm just like, and I mean, some, some we set on YouTube and watch them daily and we're like, yeah, dude, I wish I could be just as rooted. And then you see them shaken by a faulty sin, you know, and then we completely cast them out. But we're not, don't, don't look at their, their mistake is definitely sinful, but you can't, you can't just take that one mistake they made and say everything that they've ever said is a lie, you know? Right. Well, God used them in a way, even though he knew they were going to fall and yeah. fail. And You know, like, uh, when, uh, when you mentioned the uh, the old tattered Bible, I wonder for some of us who have, you know, varying sizes of premium Bible collections, are we, since we have enough Bibles to use, are we going to have tattered Bibles? <laughs> Or not, dude? Have you have you seen my premium Bible? Oh yeah! Oh no, my it's, goodness! It's, it looks like it looks like Batman's cape. You know, like it's been the pages of its life. Dude, I got highlight marks, pen marks. I got writing in every page, one, underlining. One day I'm write in my Bibles again, but it is I got not this highlight time. bleed. <laughs> I got I got postage. You know. All throughout those little, I mean, it just, and I mean, it's too I much, buy that's Bibles too much for me. to, well, I got tired of buying the $20 Bibles, and then within a year, they look like paper mache, yeah. you know, and it's like. And, and are unusable because dude, I, they're falling apart while you're holding them. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm not carrying this around. Dude, same, that, like, that's why I got into premiums, too, because I'm like, I want a Bible yeah. that, once I'm used to it, I know it's going to stay together well enough for me to use for decades. Right, decades. It's hand-bound, hand-sewn, the leather's going to withstand a beating, and the pages are made to withstand the years, the the constant the constant fumble of the fingers, you know, the sweaty yeah. sweatiness of the fingers, the oil, the residue coffee i have coffee rings on my bible because <laughs> i messed up sacrilege i got you put stuff you know on top i of got bible <laughs> i got i have watermarks from water you know i got blood from having a bloody nose like in certain you know i, have, I mean i have scratches from where a, a cat walked across in my bible <laughs> right or you know or or i had a hangnail on one of my fingers and i picked it and all of a sudden i'm bleeding and it's all over my pages and stuff so i mean dude See, this, yeah this you is look, why i wish evangelical bible was a partner of ours <laughs> oh dude i would i love could talk about that stuff to, all day long oh yeah i would i would love them i'd be like can we just like get a discount call us evangelical bible you know where we are yeah call us you know 
get in with guys with Bibles. We love you. <laughs> and um, maybe hook our listeners up with a promo discount, you know, whatever. <sighs> Coupon. Dude, that'd be sick. That's it's coming, I'd be like, guys. it's going to happen. Dude. Oh, we got to make it happen. We're going to send some emails. <laughs> and um, But yeah, it'd be cool. But anyways, hey guys, join us next time for Ephesians. Uh, we're going to be diving back into Ephesians 5, verse 28. Um, and we're going to be taking off from there. And hopefully we can tear up this last remaining chunk of Ephesians 5 and really just hit the nail on the head. And then dive into chapter 6 as we round off and finish off the book of Ephesians after this long year. Um, And, dude, it's coming to an end. Um, So get get on board with the youth ministry. Um, Me and Lee, we're going to be doing some single episodes, like 15-minute burner episodes. Um, Because our schedules are hard to get together. Yes. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Almost a nightmare. And... um, so I'm going to be diving into Ecclesiastes with you because that's where I've been. Whoa. And I, surprise, I find it surprise. To, surprise, surprise. So if you want to get into Ecclesiastes, join me. Um, I'll be dropping some episodes here soon. And Lee's going to be dropping some episodes. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Lee, hit them up. Where can they find us? You can find us on our website, guyswithbibles.com. That's where you can listen to episodes of the podcast, just stream the audio. You can read our blog archive. Uh, you can find us on social media at Guys With Bibles. That's on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page, so you should go and you should like the page, request to join the hey, group. Man. And uh, you can also uh, sign up. Um, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. And we're also on Gab, the social media network Gab, at Guys with Bibles. You should go into our show notes and follow the link to look at all of the shows on the Bar Network. Uh, please just just use your free will to subscribe to every single <laughs> Bar Network podcast. You will be helped. Hey, Amen. Man. Hey, man. Oh, praise God. I'm going to go run down all the right. aisles now. Talk to you later. Oh, man. All right, guys. We're guys with Bibles. Join us next time. Look forward to hearing from you guys, emailing us. Definitely hit us up. We'd love to talk to you, get to know you, um, shoot you some book ideas. And, yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments or you really think we suck, let us know. (laughs) We'll take it all. Yeah. We're guys with Bibles. We're out. Love y'all. Peace. Bye.